another glorious teaching today and a beautiful time in the Lord. Thank you for joining me today as I continue teaching on our position, our life, our victory in Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your wonderful word. Oh, where would we be without your word? Thank you for your promises, your amazing word. Touch our lives today, Lord. Deepen us in the scriptures. Establish our life in your word. Establish your word in our lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You know, every time I pray, I say, Lord, establish me in your word and establish your word in me because all we have is the word of God. And today I continue Ephesians talking about our life in Jesus, what that really means, you know. So yesterday I began talking about our position, the seated position. And do you remember Ephesians 1.17 where Paul says in his prayer, he says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. God Almighty wants you to know who you are in him and who he is in you. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Like, why did God call you? Why are you saved? And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And the exceeding greatness of his power to us who do believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So uh, Paul begins with this amazing prayer that you and I would find out who we are in Jesus and who is Jesus in our life and why we are born again. And then he brings this incredible revelation to us in chapter 2, verse 6, where he says, Not only is Jesus raised from the dead, seated far above all power and principalities and dominions in Ephesians 1, but he goes and says now, and hath raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why? That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Amazing. When I read these portions, I'm totally amazed, to be honest with you that God would love us so much that the Father of glory loves us so much. He wants to give us the spirit of wisdom to know who we are in him. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened and we may know the hope of his calling and the exceeding greatness of his power towards us. Amazing. Those of us who believe Now, from that seated position, because in Ephesians 1, it talks about the Lord Jesus being seated in the heavenlies. Ephesians 2, we are seated with him. And from that seated position, we receive all the blessings mentioned 
blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly. And now he tells us in Ephesians 4.1, he says, now this is where you begin your walk in the Lord. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of that place in Jesus, that calling in Jesus, wherewith you are called, with all lowliness, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. So now we begin living our life from a resting, seated position, as I said yesterday. But I want to talk more about how do we live this life? from this seated position? How do we walk this life from this amazing position of rest? So Ephesians 4.17 is where we continue now from where we left off yesterday. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. You know, I have been a Christian now over 50 years. It's taken me years to understand true dependence upon the Lord, true surrender to the Lord. Because every so often the flesh wants to interfere with that. God is looking for that childlike faith to continue in us. Total surrender. God works that surrender in and through us. We have to let him. The Lord himself does the work in us, through us. All we have to do is yield. And I said to you yesterday, and I've said it other times, the, the, the headline of the Christian life is not try or try harder. It's yield. Yield your life to the Lord. Surrender your life to the Lord. Let the Lord live his life through you. But it takes a lifetime to really get there because the flesh is always fighting, always resisting, always wanting to interfere. So Paul now says, this I testify in verse 17, in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. You know, outside of that seated position, our minds are out of control. Our minds are worldly, outside the seated position. What is that seated position? The life of faith. I shared that with you yesterday. When we begin trusting the Lord, we rest. When we surrender to the Lord in faith, we rest. We're not fighting anymore. We are seated, resting. And from that resting position in Jesus, where we've surrendered completely to the Lord, which could take years, by the way. You know, it's not an easy thing. But you'll get to it as you continue to surrender. And now it becomes a part of your life. You can't live without it. And then it's a normal part of your life. It's continuous part of your life because we are changed. We are transformed. And the more we're transformed, the more we surrender. And the more we surrender. An old song that begins with, 
some of self, some of thee. Less of self, more of thee. And then none of self, all of thee. That's an old song that is so powerful because it has the message. It begins with some of self, some of thee. Less of self, more of thee. But it ends up where? None of self, all of thee. Why? Because that is the life God wants us to live. Because we begin with Jesus in my heart. But that's the beginning of the Christian life. Then I'm in his heart. That's our destination. And when we reach that destination, we're completely yielded. We're completely surrendered. None of self. All of thee. Because now the flesh is totally crucified. Totally submitted. We reach that place where Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians 9. What he says, I put under my body and I keep that body under subjection. And when I do, I'll win. I will not be a castaway. And what do we want more than anything else in this life? Finish well. Well, we can't finish well if we're fighting. We finish well in resting. That's the life of faith. And so from that place of rest, now we can walk without our minds controlling us. That you walk no longer like Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Now, we also begin to walk according to Ephesians 5, verse 2. Walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, has given himself for us an offering. You know, it's not possible to walk in this kind of love on our own strength. It says, walk in love as Christ loved us, So we are to love our brothers and sisters as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma or savor. You know, it it takes a long time before you can really begin to love others like Jesus loves us. But from that place of surrender, from that seated position, we can. It's possible. It really is. And then Ephesians 5.8 says what? Ephesians 5.8 says, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk, walk as children of light. Think about what we are reading here. So we are walking first in uh, Ephesians 4.17, not like the world, not for the vanity of their mind, we are walking with a new mind from that resting position. Ephesians 5.2, we are loving the brethren like the Lord loves us from that seated position. And now 5.8 says, walk as children of light. Well, I can't walk as a child of light if I'm trying, working, fighting. No, Jesus is the one who's doing that through me. I'm simply resting in him. I'm living in him, in resting in him. I'm walking in him as I'm resting in him. We can't walk in the spirit without resting in the spirit, living in the spirit, a place of seated 
rest in the spirit. You know, it may take you quite a while to come to that place where you're totally yielded. I'm just being honest. And I don't know who I'm talking to because it's taken me a long time. It's taken me a long time to get to where I am that now I have more peace in my life I've ever known in my life. And it's the presence of the Lord. It is spending time daily with the Lord that enables you to stay in that place of rest in the Lord. Neglect has a high price, precious saints. Neglect has a high price, beloved of God. Because the day we neglect the Lord is the day we lose our fellowship with him. And then if we neglect more, we lose more. And then there's a big gap. We have to, you know, come back to it. And that, that, could, be, that could be tough and difficult. So, now, walking does not mean working on our own. But walking is displaying who we are in the Lord. So when, 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 when the Bible says walk as children of light, walk in love, don't walk like other Gentiles, that is displaying who we are in Jesus. That's what it means to walk. We are a heavenly people seated in heavenly places. So we should bring now the heavenly to our surroundings. And in our heavenly place, we are seated. We read that. Some people know that quite well because they talk about it, sing about it, read about it, but they are not living it. Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? Resting in his finished work, resting in his accomplishments. And as we rest in his accomplishments, they become our accomplishments. God looks at us as perfect as he sees his son because we are in him now, hidden in him, hidden in him. Hallelujah. And now, we begin to understand a little more of what it means to bring our heavenly life into our surroundings. You know, I talk about how Abraham looked for a city whose builder and maker is God, and he had a heavenly vision, and he looked towards that city. He forsook his home and family. He came out of Ur and Aran and went to the promised land as a stranger, and yet as a stranger, he could have gone back home, but he did not, because he was looking for a city. He had a heavenly vision, why? Because he was a heavenly man with a heavenly citizenship. We are a heavenly people with a heavenly citizenship and a heavenly vision. It's time to bring our heavenly citizenship to our surroundings and let our heavenly citizenship affect our life and lifestyle and the way we are. And I'm going to say it one more time. You cannot be a, a mature Christian unless you begin to live for the next life in this life. You can't be a strong Christian unless you begin living 
for the next life in this life. You begin living now for the next life. You don't wait till you get to heaven. You begin heaven here. You bring heaven to your surroundings. You are seated in heavenly places. Bring those heavenly places to your present day situation. And the Bible has a lot to say about this because in Ephesians 4, verse 2 and 3, it says that we should walk with all lowliness, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So here you see the heavenly is now in the earthly. We're walking in humility, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. That word forbearing is a very powerful word, bearing with one another in love, being patient with each other, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Well, I cannot do that from my earthly position. I can't love like that and have long-suffering and meekness and forbearing you know, others from my earthly position. I have to be in my heavenly positions and bring it down to what I am. So the love of Jesus comes through me. The meekness of the Lord comes through me. The lowliness of Jesus comes through me. The long-suffering of the Lord comes through me because this is all the Lord, not me. Look, for example, at Ephesians 5, 2 again. Walk in love as Christ has loved us. Well, I can't love someone without Jesus loving them through me and has given himself for us as an offering. So we bring it down to our life. We bring it down to earth. So this is the power. This is the power that Paul talks about in Ephesians 3, verse 20. The power of that heavenly life living in and through us. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that works in us. The power of heaven. That heavenly place and position we are in comes down to our earthly life, affecting our surroundings, and the people around us see Jesus in us. That's the real Christian life. And, the, and, and Paul, by the way, said that's what he labored for. That's what he wanted more than anything else in his life. And so should we. In Colossians 1.29, he talks about that that he labors for that, he says, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. So the part that's working in us, Ephesians 3.20. Paul says, I labor, I strive to get to that place. Well, if Paul saw that need, so should we. Well, how did he labor? By surrendering, resting, not trying, not trying harder, just yielding to the Lord and let the Lord live his life through him. Then the power of God will flow through you and I mightily. And, uh, and that is the secret, really. That's the secret in the life of every believer. And the result to the believer truly lies in resting in Jesus. If you really want to see results, 
rest in Jesus and his power will flow through you. And again, it comes from that seated position. It comes from that place of rest in the Lord. Now, we all know, and let's look at it one more time, and then I'll have to continue because this is such a powerful teaching. You know, we can't rush this. We, we can't rush this because if you rush this, we lose so much, you know. We, we lose so much. So let's go to Philippians chapter 2 real quick. And, and let's look at these very amazing portions of the word, okay? So, and I've heard sermons preached on it and on and on. And so have you. So Philippians 2.12. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. This is very important because we are seated in Christ Jesus. We are seated with Christ Jesus that we might be able to walk among men. When I'm seated with the Lord, then I qualify to walk before men and display who I am in the Lord. Then they can see the Lord in me. So Paul talks here about how it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. But then he says, now, before that, he says, work out your salvation. So God works it in, basically. While we are seated, God works it in. And now what, we, what happens is we, as we walk before men, we are working it out before men. So work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You walk it out from a resting position because in that resting, trusting, yielded position, God is working it in you. God is literally giving you the will and the doing of that life on earth. And now you're able to display it before men as you walk it as you work it. So back again to what I said earlier, seated with Jesus enables me to walk before men and reveal and show Jesus through my life. But it is he who's revealing himself to them through me, the yielded vessel. And all I do is yield, and he does the rest. I just gave you the secret to the Christian life. All we do daily, now we have to do this daily. We yield to the Lord. We surrender to the Lord. And when we come to that place of total rest by faith, now he works in us, giving us his will, giving us the power to do his good pleasure, 
And now we're able to walk that before men. But he is the one working. He is the one doing. All we do is display what he is working and doing. All from that place of surrender. Wow. So God Almighty works it while we are seated and we walk it while we are living the life. Now tomorrow I'm going to begin talking about our victory because you go from there to the victory. So chapter 1 to chapter 3, our position, 4 and 5, our walking, 6 and on, our victory, our triumph in the Lord. So this is really important that you, you, you meet with me again tomorrow. You, let's come back together because I'm going to deal with Ephesians 6. Put on the whole armor. What does it mean? So much more. And you, we begin living in victory. And there's a lot I really didn't share because there's so much about this amazing truth in chapter 4 and 5 of, of Ephesians. And I really encourage you to read that book again for yourself. Read the entire book of Ephesians and look at what it means to be seated in chapter 1, 2, and 3. What it means to be, you know, walking, living the life in chapter 4 and 5. And what it, it means to be victorious against the enemy and the world from the seated position. It all goes back to the seated position. You cannot win against Satan till you are seated with the Lord. And that is the place of victory. It's that seated position. Now, you know, I talk about surrender a lot. And maybe some people don't really understand what that means. But you will. I promise you, you will. Be. You, you, you're going to come to the place to really understand that. I had to learn that when I was young. First of all, you begin by asking God to take you and turn you upside down and shake everything out of you that the world put in there. And then you say, Lord, now turn the right side up and begin to fill me with your way, your will. And then you get the Bible. You start reading it every day. Till that blessed word becomes a part of your life and you become a part of the word. If my word abides in you and you're in the word, something begins to change inside of you. And then you begin to come to that place of yieldedness. You'll begin to yield because God works that surrender in you through the power of the word. It all begins with the word of God because God's word triggers fellowship. The word and fellowship trigger worship. They literally bring that worship alive. When the word and fellowship and worship come together, it's an engine that releases surrender. There's power in that surrender. So you bring the Bible, which literally will birth fellowship, and the Bible and fellowship will birth through worship, through worship, not noise, through, through worship. And that becomes the engine in your life that will enable you to easily yield to the Lord. And when that happens, 
victory will be automatic in your life. You'll start living the Christian life with victory. So I'm going to make it as simple as I can. And tomorrow we're going to talk about victory against the enemy and what I've experienced in my own life, what I've had to go through to learn this. Let's pray, wonderful Lord, bring them there. Bring them to that place of total yieldedness, total surrender, Lord, to you, and total dependence upon you. I give you praise that they will come to that place that Ephesians, in your word, talks about. We give you praise. Amen. All right. Thank you again for joining me. It's time to give to the Lord's work. And I ask you to give because the Bible says so. Give, it shall be given unto you. And God wants you to be blessed financially. He wants your future abundant with his blessings, not only spiritual, but also financial. So you can sow your seed right now on the platform you're watching me on. And listen, if you've been blessed by what I'm giving you, then it is our privilege to give to the Lord's work. That's what the Bible says. So go ahead and sow your seed right now on the platform you're watching me on or go to our website, benihin.org or simply text BHM45777. And by the way, just quickly, if anyone sends or they come on social media saying that, that they are me asking for money, don't believe it. I'm the only one with my face, okay, or letters from our own ministry. That's the only way we do it. We don't just, you know, do what a lot of people today are doing on social media, which is quite evil, frankly. So don't listen to them. Listen only when the Lord speaks to you. And of course, if ever I'm going to ask you for anything to bless the ministry, you're going to hear me talk to you. So much blessings again. Thank you for your love and fellowship. I'll see you tomorrow as we continue this beautiful teaching. Bye-bye.